0: Hello and welcome to Jack's Throwback Attack. Well, have I got a special episode for you just for Christmas. My first ever group interview, in fact, and it's with the cast of Rosie and Jim. Puppeteers Rebecca Nagan and Robin Stevens and also Neil Brewer, who was affectionately known as Tootle by the Ragdolls and was the third and final person to present the show. Now, originally, I was going to do this as a video for YouTube and the audio for the other outlets like SoundCloud, Apple Music and Spotify. So I actually recorded not just the audio, but the video call as well. Unfortunately, afterwards, I discovered the video hadn't recorded properly, but the audio did just fine. So this will be an audio podcast as normal on all of the platforms this is hosted on. Anyway, let's start. First off, I got everyone to introduce themselves.
1: Hi, I'm Rebecca and I was Rosie and Rosie and Jim.
2: Uh, well, I am Robin, and um, I am Jim in the TV show, and I was also Duck.
3: Hello, Duck. My name is uh, Neil, and in the show I was uh, Tootle, um, and I was going to be called Squeaky Cheeks. <laughs> but they thought better of it. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I presented the program, and I often played um, a harmonica and sang a little bit. So that's who I am.
0: Great you stuff. you okay, Jack? Yes, all good. <laughs> thank you very much. Well, thank you all of you for uh, taking part today and agreeing to chat about Rosie and Jim. it uh, ran for, um, was it 10 years on CITV? Uh, very long Absolutely. time ago.
3: And live shows afterward. Oh, yes. Yes, yeah.
0: live shows as well. So what I'll do is I will um, ask um, you a question individually. So what I want to know is how each of you got involved in the show. So I'll start off with Robin first, because I know um, not only were you involved in in Rose and Jim, but you had a,
2: a long history with Ragdoll. Um, yeah, so I first met Anne Wood, who was the producer at Ragdoll. Um before she was even involved in Ragdoll. So I met her when she was head of children's at TVAM. Some of you might remember Roland Ratt and she was the person behind Roland Ratt. And Roland Ratt, uh, David actually introduced me to Anne. And uh, so she invited me to come and do uh, six little puppet skits on TVAM a long, long time ago. And that was how I first met her and Bob and the first director as well, Doug. and then when she left TVAM, I went and worked for her doing the uh, the first character that Ragdoll ever did, which, which was Pob. And that he was actually made and designed by my puppet mentor called John Blundell, who taught me for four years how to do puppets at kind of puppet college in Cannon Hill in, uh, in Birmingham. And then... Oh, I've got an American accent. <laughs> and then... And then, um, after we did pop, I think we did that for five or six years. We, we decided to do another show, uh, and had, um, a, 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 a canal boat left over from another show she did called story time. And she had this boat and she was like, what are we going to do with this boat? Uh, and, um, and she had me, she, she wanted to work with me again. So the kind of things combined to create this, this show called Rosie and Jim and, uh, You know, we knew Rosie was going to be called Rosie because on the back of a canal boat, if you look at the back of a canal boat, they have these beautiful paintings. And the style is called Roses and Castles or Castles and Roses, one or the other. (laughs) And so we knew Rosie was going to be called Rosie because we wanted them to be kind of of the history of the of the canal boats. And uh, we just kept on trying to figure out what the name of the other character would be. You know, we sat there for hours. I remembered having this long list of Rosie and Sam, Rosie and at one point they were gonna be called Ebb and Flo. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anyway. Not.
1: Um... <laughs>
2: <laughs> but eventually we just came up with like, yeah, Jim sounds about right. So we you know, Rosie and Jim. But I met I first met Rebecca because I was told to find someone that looked a little like Rosie. <laughs> and there were there were very few female puppeteers at the time let alone um, someone that looked like Rosie.
1: Rosie originally was supposed to be, was going to be telling Asian folk stories. Oh, okay. that was my brief when I came to the interview with you. So my then boyfriend was Indian. And so I went (laughs) to his mum's house and said, can you tell me some Asian folk stories? So she did. And of course, when I met you, Robin, we were so busy, like, (laughs) (laughs) never even got to tell one of the Asian folk
2: stories.
1: (laughs) That it's
2: that. True. I told uh, I I I phoned up her college because you were you were at Birmingham Drama College School. of Drama School, and yeah. so I called them up and said, "Do you have anyone that Not springs any to mind?" When I <laughs> and they were like, "Yeah, definitely, you need to meet Rebecca." So I set up a I set up an aud- in an old church hall with a with a camera and a TV, just me. And Rebecca came in and she was like, "Well, I can give you five minutes." I think she thought it was all a joke. Well, it
1: was a little bit dirty, old man,
2: wasn't it? <laughs> I know. I, I mean, I can't believe that's how it went down at the time. <laughs> <laughs> you set up
1: the camera on your own
2: and invited and then, young ladies. And to then I
1: asked
2: you from to get random random under the table. <laughs> yeah. I was is, the is, only one that turned up. <laughs> 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 oh, so uh, Rebecca was just a natural I don't think you'd ever picked up a puppet before then Had you? But from that moment natural. on She, was, she yeah. was a natural puppeteer from the moment she did it And she was also I think we were both good at channeling our inner child <laughs> Or the other way of saying that Is we didn't grow up But I don't but, think that's likely no. We've never no. grown up, have we? <laughs> well No, well, they haven't ever grown up Good. That's <laughs> a
3: good thing too the reason I got into the show, a friend of mine, Andrew McQuarrie Shand, I'd uh, recently done some music with him at uh, a church, and uh, he thought I went down really well with the children, uh, and I got a great response from them. And um, uh, later on in that year, when they, when Ragdoll were looking for a replacement for Loopy lobes, um the he. Th- thought that uh, maybe I, you know, because they'd said that they maybe wanted to change from a female presenter to a male presenter and maybe a musician so Andrew uh, put my name forward to Ragdoll and I just got a telephone call which my mum answered and uh, she was really excited saying oh uh, some people uh, want you to go to an audition so in any case I went, I think it was Shepperton that I went to for the audition and I Um, took it hello it was Pinewood oh it's Pinewood (laughs) thank you and um, so I went to Pinewood after going to uh, Shepherd's Bush (laughs) and um, (laughs) with my guitar and walked into a room where where all these people uh, who i whom i'd never met and Anne wood was there as well the biggest boss that ever was and um i didn't think i should have a chance of getting the job in all honesty and so i just relaxed and um people asked me questions and i admitted to being dyslexic and probably would get my lines all wrong which i did often um but be- For various reasons which are personal for Anne Wood, and I won't mention it, Um, she took a liking to me for that reason. And uh, the other guys in there, I think Robin was there. Um, I was. You were there. And I did say some things that were pretty uh, dodgy, probably, for an interview. Uh, as I always do. What did you say? Well, Anne started to, Anne Wood started to tell me about the problems she had financing the, the programme and production problems. And I said, well, well Anne, that's not my problem. <laughs> 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 that, that's your problem. If, if I got the job, I'd just get on with doing well, whatever it was. <laughs> and um, and uh, it, it didn't seem to affect the outcome at all. Um, and when I when I left that interview, I actually left by walking into the broom cupboard, um, and everybody was sort of falling over laughing because I, I used the wrong door to leave. So um, I suppose they thought I was I was made for this because they wanted to change the course of the program and make it a little bit more. I don't know, someone who would you know maybe go water skiing and have. Um, something a lemon thrown in his face, and you know uh, that water did...
1: skiing episode was amazing. Uh, uh,
3: yeah, the water skiing. <laughs> well, I, the comedy uh, and opening of the Tower Bridge, uh, yeah. which Robin suddenly had to change everything about the storyline because there I was opening Tower Bridge. Um, anyway, that's enough about me. I'm going to hand you over to. Um, that beautiful young woman there. <laughs> well, there's only one there, isn't there? <laughs> Come on, Rebs. Tell us how you got the job.
1: Uh, because Robin and I ended up getting on really, really well on the interview day. Because I I literally did turn up with my shopping. And then, because um, I didn't quite think it was a real job. <laughs> and, uh, and then Robin and I just messed about. And um Did lots of silly voices, and I don't know. It was I. I don't know. We just got on. That was it. That was all it was, wasn't it? The
2: chemistry was right. The
1: chemistry. That's the word.
2: (laughs) It certainly was. Rebecca was just, and she'd never been a puppeteer before in her life, and she instantly was exactly right. You know, she just, she just took to it like a duck to water.
0: (laughs) 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 <laughs> just straight out the air and... okay then so uh, next thing i want to ask then so robin um so not only were you jim but you were also duck as well
2: i was i also carved duck there was a there was a moment when we didn't know that it was going to be a duck on the boat we were looking for a third character basically a, a kind of device between the normal world and the fantasy world that rose and jim lived in and we were <laughs> We were thinking it could be anything, really, and, and we we kind of decided it was a duck, but we were like, well, is it a duck that floats along behind the boat? Or, And one day I was walking... I was actually spent some time in a library photocopying pictures of ducks, trying to figure out what kind of a duck would live on a canal boat, and I was walking away from the library, and I saw this carved wooden Indian duck in the window of a carpet shop in Winchester in England, and I thought, that's what lives on a boat, is <laughs> a carved wooden duck, so... I went in there and begged to buy their display duck, and they were like, "Well, it's not for sale; it's a display." <laughs> they were like, "I've got to buy it, whatever it takes." <laughs> then I carved my own version of that, and then Bob Burke, the designer, always laughed because <laughs> I bought this kit of parts to the to the, um, you know, what do you call the first tryout of a on a shoot? I've forgotten how to do it now. Um, anyway, on the very first day of filming, I bought this kit of parts, and we had to try and get it working for this first test shoot <laughs> and uh that's how duck came to be yeah and i did the voice for him after that so great stuff and operated the uh, thing yeah Good.
3: And, the, and the flapping of the wings because it was all that, that flapping noise, of the wings.
1: Quack,
2: quack, quack, quack. yeah yeah it that was noise. originally um kind of it was it was originally kind of operated through the chimney of the boat but that didn't work out so then bob went away and made a uh, it wasn't wooden anymore. I think he made it made it out of, you know, other materials. And then, yeah, and then it was re- it was remote control after that, which made it a lot easier to work.
0: <laughs> Great stuff. Well, thank you for telling me that. And what was it like? Because I mean, puppeteering, I imagine, is difficult to do in any situation, in any situation under tables, but on a narrow boat of all things as well. I mean, what was it like working on a narrow boat? You know, such a tight confined space.
1: I th- well, made easier because Robin and I got on so well, and in fact, the whole the whole crew got on very well. So the people that helped Robin and I puppeteer, so Alison and Kate, Penny, all of these people, we, we actually didn't mind them laying really close to us. Did we? Robin and things? No, it was challenging, <laughs> but we we it, it was doable, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, there was one wonderful thing we had to do, which was get inside a couch and. A couch on a canal boat is not big. <laughs> it was basically the size of a fridge. I mean, no, how it's a very, very small couch anyway. Well, it
1: was like being put into stocks, wasn't it? Because yeah. we would lay down on the floor and then this thing was lowered onto us. And then, <laughs> we, and then everybody would bugger off and have a cup of tea. And we'd be stuck in it, wouldn't we? It would just be we, quiet and we'd be going, on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we did use to, we actually learned to take a bunch of chocolates and we had it. on a little shelf inside there. So when everyone just left us there for no reason, we would actually have chocolate. So that was all right. (laughs) I I had to walk over your legs.
3: In the introduction, when we were filming the introduction, I I had to to make it look like I was just walking normally, but I was stepping over (laughs) your legs and other parts of your anatomy. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Anyway, I'm... (laughs) Go on.
2: No, I don't remember you stepping on us.
3: No, No, I don't... I know, and any in any case, um, that was. Uh, sorry, I interrupted
2: there. Carry on, <laughs> Neil. It was so much more fun to write for Neil. I, I I'm sorry, Pat and John. Um, uh, may you rest in peace. But um, Neil was wonderful to write for because he would do anything. You know, he would yeah. like, like he said, he would go water skiing. He would have yeah. a pie in the face. Whereas the others, you had to feel. I felt like I couldn't really <laughs> mess them around quite as much as Neil. But Neil would pretty yeah. much. Try anything really, so we, we had a lot more fun, didn't we? In those everything
3: series. everything yeah. you asked me to do, I did. I rode horses, I did horse jumping, I did? Uh, as Becky was saying, um, uh, water skiing. But I went up in a hot air balloon, walking on stilts. I had to go to um, a circus school in Hammersmith, um, <laughs> and I had to learn how to walk on stilts for that. You no, I
1: don't even remember that.
2: I don't, well, surely we to- wouldn't.
1: I do because
3: when we got there, suddenly um, the director and I can't remember which director it was, but he wanted this shot uh, of a, a window cleaner and me walking past, and I had to put on these six foot, oh. <laughs> and I'd only been walking on two two foot. So it
1: wasn't stilts episode. Which it's not like I've completely erased.
3: We I walked on stilts. Yeah, you. Yeah, was it an you...
1: episode about stilts? Yes, oh.
3: and I actually fell into the top of the boat with, uh, you know, I well, Robin, help me,
1: help me.
2: I don't. It's we funny. I did We must have put the
1: puppet, the puppet legs on stilts. Then we must have done. Oh yeah, that
2: we did. You, I'm did. Sure we you did. You did. were. You.
3: The puppets were on stilts
1: as well, and you
3: know because <laughs> you did so many. I got many early strings... onset
1: dementia. <laughs> just, I, I, I feel like I'm. I don't remember
3: that at <laughs> all. No, have another drink and you might remember.
1: <laughs> well, that, <laughs> seriously, what Hey. Right.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, thank you, Neil, for doing everything that you did. You definitely made the show yeah. a lot more fun. Uh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to learn to play concertina as well.
2: That's right. He learned the concertina from scratch that show. Okay. <laughs> I
3: had to learn to play that too. <laughs>
0: Great. <laughs> Anne,
3: Wood wouldn't, Anne Wood wouldn't let me play guitar, but Robin, I have to thank you for one episode where it was, I think it was called Lazy Day, and you actually wrote it so that I could play a guitar in it. But I did get my bottom in a, a chocolate cake, I think it was, in the end. But... I remember
2: that one.
0: <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> you,
3: have to, you have to balance it up one way or another. But, we, just,
2: we, just, we just had a reunion not very long ago, and we met some of the – everyone in the wonderful design department, as, as, as Rebecca was saying, and they were complaining about all the terrible messes we used to leave in the boat. <laughs> yeah.
1: They worked hard, bless them, didn't they?
2: They, they really we, did. It was a thankless <laughs> task, really.
1: Yeah.
2: We did have fun throwing cake around, didn't we, though?
1: Every, we threw everything around. Not even when we went filming. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, then, and then we would just walk out, leaving the boat completely trashed, and just let them all clean up. Well, what, Sorry, the, what
3: about the episode when my mum came to visit? You know, there was a tea party, and there were blancmanges and jellies and and let's face it rebecca was brilliant at passing the food around like that wasn't she 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 didn't stint at the at the sort
2: of throwing of the stuff i think that was rose more than rebecca really it's the same
3: personality they're one and the same i think Great so.
0: stuff, great stuff. Well, um, another question I want to ask is, uh, you just you just mentioned it, Robin. Um, for you and Rebecca, what was it like working with John and Pat, who obviously sadly are no longer with us, uh, prior to Neil's stint on the show?
2: Well, uh, yeah, I mean, the first, the very first person that lived on the boat was John Cunliffe, who used to write Postman Pat. And he uh, he lived on the boat for, like, one series, was it, Rebecca? I think it was two. Or was it two? No, I think, I think
1: it was two. It was, it was two. slightly longer, wasn't it? And then Pat yeah. and did two or three,
2: didn't she? Yeah. And and at the very beginning, we were trying to figure out how the show worked. You know, we were. I think it was kind of we were still figuring, finding our way a little bit. So. I and, mean, there both
1: brought a very calm quality to it, so that we could be the sort of frenetic ones. And, that's and, true. You know, um, And so there was a certainly the first ones there was a really nice gentleness to it which i think is how come it suddenly got to be so popular so quick because it not a lot of children's programs were as gentle as that it it had a slight
3: it had a slightly um documentary feel about those first shows as well and it was longer
2: it was much longer than we had 15 minutes yeah yeah
1: and, and yeah. we always had that time that we had that puppet moment on the table to do something and create something and be silly. That was my best. so they were really great those bits.
2: Yeah, no, um, So John yeah. was wonderful to work with, and and then Pat was. So John was all about finding a, a story. You know, for for he was looking for a story that day, and he mm. was imagining what he would find if if Rosie and Jim could come alive. Ha ha ha. And then. Uh, Pat was looking for a, a inspiration for her artwork, so um, that was fun as well because that kind of influenced the writing. Because she was looking, John was looking for a story, and Pat was looking for a good picture for her book. So, and um, but of course, Neil was looking for a good song. So, um, still am. <laughs>
1: but I think with I, I think what what and um, the, the difference between. Neil and the other two um presenters is that actually we could do a little bit more comedy stuff with you, Neil, than we could with Pat and uh John. They were slightly more serious about it, which was fine because yeah. we were still mucking about in the background, but actually we could do um, terrible I mean, things to, to do me. more exciting things.
2: Yes, yeah, you, you, know. you you
3: could mess me up good and proper, couldn't you? And, and we course- did,
1: my darling. It was nothing personal <laughs> then, Neil. It, you know, it was nothing personal. We just couldn't have
2: done those things to John or Pat. Yeah, because plus
1: I think they were quite a lot older than you, Neil, as well.
2: That's true, weren't
1: they? There was, and, and that made quite a difference.
2: Yeah, they
3: were. They were. Well, I think Pat was possibly ten or fifteen years older than me. But I was, I was in my mid forties when I was making those shows. So no I way. Was, yeah, I was in my mid forties. So I'm seventy now. So, you are not.
2: Uh, no. no way. Are
1: you well, 70? Uh,
3: yeah, of course I am. Because, oh, you know, goodness. think about it. The show finished, what, 20 years ago or something, didn't it? Yeah, so oh. there wasn't a massive difference. But it it was more, surely it was more about their personalities, wasn't it? More yeah. than, you know, their uh, physical ability to do anything. They, You know, John was always came across as rather serious. And, um, yeah. you know, you wouldn't possibly want to be throwing... Um, pies at loopy loaves, would you? <laughs> that, well, I,
1: that was very <laughs> delicate, and well, I was very think,
2: serious. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, when I was writing, I would quite often call the, you know, I would call you, Neil, saying, would you mind, would you be up for water skiing or whatever, when I was thinking of it. I didn't just drop you in it, right? We had discussed it previously. And, yeah, and occasionally, quite... occasionally, occasionally. But, um you know. <laughs> Sometimes I obviously wouldn't, but... But, uh, you know, I would talk to John and Pat about what they felt comfortable doing. And so that would that would gear what we actually, the subjects that we did. Of course, the adult that lived on the boat, they're the person that the children, you know, they're the stand-in for all adults, right? So so when Neil, you know, gets his a pie in the face at the end, children like that. Because adults are constantly putting them in the car and putting a coat on them. And, you know, children don't feel like they have an awful lot of control. So it's quite fun for children to see the adult world come to a sticky end occasionally it
3: was uh, it was empowering for the children because yeah. they the rest of the people the, the big people in the program didn't know that Rosie and Jim were doing anything uh, only the children knew that and um, so it was but it was always that you Rosie and Jim were trying to help me <laughs> you were trying to help me but somehow that help always turned into <laughs> It's true. Uh, we
1: didn't. Yeah, because
3: we meant well. Yes, yeah, we it wasn't well. vindictive. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you, you were trying. It was just trying to help me. So, in in that way, the, you know, the whole ethos of the program. I really enjoyed it. I didn't mind that um, I was the fall guy and had stuff happen to me because I I understood why it was happening. And that's what me- you know. It, it made the program really good. Uh, you know, people still talk to me about rosie and jim i'm constantly getting people on facebook saying you're the man of oh, rosie and jim and you know they he's, people love it they you know it old. is mad because i went
1: out for a, i went out last night for gin and tonic with some friends and i bumped into someone that i went to drama school with that i haven't seen in like 20 odd years she was with her son who's like 20 and at university, and she was saying, oh, this is Becky, and then she went, Rosie and Jim, Becky. And it's really funny, isn't it, the way people go, and you go, that was ages ago. (laughs) Like, yeah, but yeah, everybody remembers it,
0: bizarrely.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Didn't children used to come up to you, Neil, and tell them that Rosie and Jim followed you around? Yes, it was a a very awkward situation because no-one ever
3: explained to me what I could say you know uh, in those instances and I always used to say no what do you mean they were following no they're on the boat and then uh, but and then they would go on to say well they talk and I said no they're only rag dolls. I'm sorry but they they, I've never heard them talk and uh, the next question would be how old are they (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know so I used to say oh completely the wrong thing. I used to say, oh, they're as old as Father Christmas. Um, because I just didn't know what, you know, yeah, I no didn't have a you. script. And I, right. there, there, was, there was no... I don't think um, it
1: was a question that was ever asked, how old were they meant to be? They were just, they were kind of like, like a fixture and fitting on the boat, weren't they? They'd just always been there.
2: I think, yes. yeah, that that was the history we had in our minds was that, you know, there were these families that lived on those boats in those tiny little cabins because mm-hmm. they were basically the truck drivers of, or lorry drivers of yes. today <laughs> and, um, and they had they called them monkey boats because people had a bunch of children living on them and, and anyway our thought was that somehow these old rag ragdolls got left on this boat from from historical times so they'd always been there they'd been sort of part of the boat and the lovely thing is when you look at canal boats now a lot of people do have rosie and and in the windows Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So they they actually did become part of this. There's a
1: T-shirt going around at the moment and all my friends keep sending it to me. So they must be seeing adverts on something like Facebook or something because, you know, now we're just we're we're, we're old and we're retro and we're all sorts of things. And it says Rosie and Gin on it. And they're both old old in a gin and tonic. (laughs)
0: I I mean, um, because I, I, you might be able to tell from my accent, I'm from the Midlands. I um, live in the black country and even to this day, you know, um, you get these busses that you get that take people on pub crawls and <laughs> quite a few times I've seen like two busses parked outside a pub. One's named Rosie and one names Jim and it says Black Country Tours uh, and you know, <laughs> stuff like that and um, and also a lot of the I episodes were filmed not far from where I live and uh, I, I still sometimes go past certain places and I have to tell people, do you know that a Rosie Jim episode was filmed here <laughs> and people don't know, I mean I was, you know, working Working not too far from like the waterfront and Dudley and that uh, not long ago and people didn't know and I go yes yes they did we filmed them around here so I'm quite proud of that
2: <laughs> and, and the boat was made in the black country as yeah. well yeah yeah so yeah very where proud of that
1: where is the boat now
2: it Bob's house oh is it is it really well, Bob... yeah it is... was at Bob's house and it was just it was just stacked up on you know 10 of his boats and then he sold it to his next door neighbor I believe so we could make another series, guys. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. There's an idea. You know yeah. what?
1: I would be so up for that.
2: Okay, yeah. <laughs> Why not? We'd only need to do a week. Yeah, we should do that. Oh, God. Okay. We should do a one-off
1: special.
2: Just a one-off two? special.
3: Uh, yeah, we, we, we should. And you you, you could... um, but You know, you possibly... um. I don't know if Anne Wood would want me to still be the presenter, but if I was, you could still bring in much more famous people that were my mates to come in just for a one-off and it could be really good fun. I wonder
2: if we could do a charity one, you know, for uh, red nose day or something. Yeah. That
1: would be a good
2: idea. Yeah. Now you're talking. Get a couple of uh, famous people
3: other than yourselves, of course, Um, you know, then... uh, yeah, you, the, you, the ratings would be stupendous and we could raise a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Yeah. We could, the have, we could out out.
1: have Jeremy Clarkson drive.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if he got a pie in the face.
1: No. On a, on a boat.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. I mean it's it's funny you say that about the ratings because about a about 8 years ago when CITV celebrated its 30th birthday they did a weekend of old shows and they shown the very first episode of Rosie and Jim which was the one on the locks. Um oh, no, and it like trended. <laughs>
1: Like that, because
0: I couldn't stand it up straight. At yes, you, yours, yeah, I remember that. And also, yeah, you right. can see, you can see <gasps> really? I have spotted in that episode Robin's arm behind Jim or something in the, one of the shots. Yeah, that, he's yeah.
3: In, Robin was infamous for being in shot after <laughs> he
2: cameraman, but he, he trended I didn't on Twitter. Really, I, I wanted to be a performer, I didn't want to be a pe- puppeteer. No,
3: well, you managed both. <laughs>
2: yes and it trended on
0: twitter and and people were talking about it again so that was that was really lovely to see that people remembered it and i I was watching it and i I watched the whole weekend of shows to be honest even though i was far too old to be watching it even but yeah it was it was great and um and and neil um what was it like having to drive a narrowboat i imagine you probably hadn't done it before
3: well i i actually um i hadn't Mm -hmm. and um Maybe the other two will remember a man called Vin, uh, who who was the who would look after the boat all year round, and um, he was on the boat with me. I possibly Bob Burke was there, and we had a camera crew there because they wanted to see what I looked like uh, on camera, I suppose. And uh, so it was like a film test, and I got in the boat, and actually that was the easiest bit steering the boat because you just it pivots from the middle of the boat so when you're steering it it's actually not difficult at all what makes it difficult is when you've got a a, a silver a round silver reflector in front of you so you can't see where you're going with a, a camera on a, a, a platform on the side of the boat that's sticking out about four or five feet with two big men on it derek and Tim And then uh, a furry uh, microphone coming up from from underneath the deck uh, to hear what I was saying. And um, I've got to say that the steering of the boat was the easy bit, but trying to accommodate everybody's needs for, you know, and those needs changed over time at one point. For most of the first series, I must never look at the camera. Uh, And then later on, I could look at the camera occasionally and say a few lines. Um, And my favourite line was, uh, life jacket on and off we go. And um, that took me, oh, about three weeks to learn those lines. (laughs) (laughs) I was a bit slow. And I used to say it in a black country accent. And they said, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm only joking, Jack. <laughs> That's fine by me. So, <laughs> the, the hardest thing was to just try and be normal, which is what um Anne Wood told me. She just uh, she wanted me to just be myself. But no none of the directors, nobody directing the program would ever let me just be myself. They always wanted me to to you know gear up a little bit and make it a bit more um, which is not me at all. I'm I'm the most laid back person. Um, you know, I could I could be in a I could sleep in a morgue and no one would notice. You know, I, I'm very laid back and quiet normally. I mean, but you are a performer, though Neil,
2: right? You're a musician.
3: I uh, yes, uh, but this is the the um, the discussion I had with Penny Lane. She said, "Well, Neil, you are a performer." I said, yes, but in a musical sense, I'm a performer. But now you're you're asking me to act. (laughs) And that is not the same thing. And so um, and Anne would never wanted me to act at all. She just wanted me to be um, myself. But I was never allowed to be just myself. And so I had to learn um, because I was shy. Um, it took it took me a while to just it's okay for you two because you could be Rosie and Jim hiding and they could be doing and saying all sorts of things. And you know, you didn't have to worry about oh well, actually, Robin, right. you your face was in there quite a bit, wasn't it? <laughs> Even if it shouldn't have been. <laughs> How well, the
2: top, rude. Top of How very dead. Head
3: so I have um,
2: I have big hair. I did have big
3: hair. Uh, yeah, you had big hair and um sorry jack i have really meandered there but the steering of the boat was the easiest part i'm it really was a natural thing for me it was all the other uh, elements of being neil or tootle that was difficult
2: sometimes bob Bob burke the designer on the show he was always ready to jump in and when he saw a boat heading our way, he would jump in and take over, wouldn't he? As well. Yeah. There were there were Not
3: times... jump
1: in the canal.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Actually, I never fell in the canal. I no, never I went never. in the canal.
1: A uh, couple of moments, didn't you, babe? Yeah,
3: he, phones. He he would keep dropping his
2: phones in the in the and so people had <laughs> magnets and all sorts of dredges trying to get his phones back. Though, I don't think. I think it was before Neil arrived. But there was one wonderful moment where I had a walking stick of some sort or a chair that you sit on, and I was pushing the boat out with it. And I got I got to the point where I realized I couldn't actually get back. <laughs> <laughs> and Derek the cameraman was always laughing cuz he said I was there carrying was a always the bits
1: that weren't filmed that were the best moments.
2: <laughs> I was carrying a briefcase and and uh, and uh, They said that it was still floating on the water after I disappeared. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, I I noticed actually there were some pictures that came up recently behind the scenes of the filming, and I was just amazed at some of the ways they got the shots. There was one picture I saw, and I thought... you couldn't do this now i imagine um i don't know the crew's names i do apologize but there was a picture of a cameraman stood on a board hanging out the window of the boat <laughs> you know i'm just thinking oh my god that you could just fall straight off or it could snap it's <laughs> just amazing how that they was did that.
3: jack that was Never. normal that that yeah uh, that was very very normal that but that platform is the one i was describing when i was saying steering the boat with a cameraman on it and um I don't think
2: we ever had any accidents with with them on that uh, platform, well, no. did we? We, we, dropped, <laughs> we did drop a monitor in the water once and we all watched because it actually stayed, you could actually see the picture on it under the water <laughs> for quite a while. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah,
3: there were health and safety issues, but um, for, my memory is that um they always were very wary about uh having proper insurance and safety because we were we had children on the boat sometimes you know so uh ragdoll were you know they were you know very they were cautious about what went on but you can't bake a cake without breaking some eggs is that the saying yeah so so i, I occasionally um I, no one ever feared me being put in a dangerous situation. I was up a, I was with a, a wind on a window cleaner about a hundred feet up outside in the wind and everything going on and and the window cleaner suddenly said, "Oh, well, I've got to clean those windows over there and he started swaying it oh. over. and then I, I had to catch hold of a, a windowsill while he cleaned the window and then it came swaying back. I'm not joking. this is really true and um <laughs> the cameraman uh i think it was derek in the building filming us through the window said i better not film this bit
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure that never happened neil <laughs> yeah anyway well, you're I,
1: still alive to tell the tale neil who'd yes, thought and, you'd be here you know, years be, later telling these stories
3: well to be quite honest i i loved every minute of it and i never yes. felt scared or worried that i was in danger because Otherwise, you know, the the window cleaner would, <laughs> wouldn't still be there window cleaning, would he? You know, he would have gone also, a long time ago. Th- those windows were dirty,
2: so someone had to clean them.
3: Exactly. Yes, and That's when true. I they, they were beautiful by the time I'd finished cleaning them. <laughs> yeah. On reflection, <laughs> I,
0: I remember as well an episode where you carried down a fireman's tower like a fire practice, and you got squirted with the hoses at the end. You had to be carried down. The ladder, I think, or something like that.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's. Um, uh, wait a minute. Fire engine, fire engine. I had quite a song for
1: it. How do you yes. remember this, Neil?
3: Um. Well, I don't remember all the songs, but the fire engine song. I mean, it was just brilliant. Fire engine. Fire
1: engine. Anyway.
3: <laughs> um, yeah I again it wasn't a dangerous situation I mean those firemen were you know in in control of the situation They're the only the it was just there was the whole point of me getting a hose and getting hosed down which of course was written into the script by my very good friend Robin you know and so I got yeah Sorry. I got <laughs> It was
2: a great I just story. thought you needed cleaning. Yeah. Do you remember the lifeboat episode? Yeah. Yes. Um, we but did that the lifeboat. Was,
3: but I actually wasn't on the ragdoll boat when. Oh, I you weren't? That. No, because and um, you had to be saved, didn't you? They had, there oh, was they a storm. Actually, they made it look
1: like we were in a storm, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, yeah it, it was. Quite... Uh, I can't You got. I think you the ragdoll somehow got stuck on some sandbanks or something or you got caught in some strong breeze. Anyway, uh, you really were saved. They had to pull the boat back. <laughs> <laughs> but I was actually on shore, uh, make, uh, being filmed, making a, um, a telephone call to the uh, lifeboat uh, to come and save my boat. My boat oh, going off. Yeah. So um, I wasn't, yeah, luckily for me, I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't in danger on that one
2: it it was quite hard coming up with new ideas for that show because you know we just had two we just had two rag dolls a boat and a duck and a an eel and you had to keep figuring out what I broke everything on the boat and fixed it and now you <laughs> you, you to... did you did really well
3: you did ask me a couple of times when when in the water skiing you said how how do we how do we get near water skiing and i said and i actually said well just you know when a um a swan is landing they they land and they they sort of ski across the water, and uh, that's how we got into that story. And uh, one other story was you you wanted to be on the boat and you wanted to Rosie and Jim to be upside down in the boat. And I said, well, you know it's it's easy. What you what you get me to say is I'm going to turn this boat upside down to find <laughs> whatever it I was going to find. And that's how you got. Into
2: those stories, there was always so he, a way. Because we never had a thought in our heads, so whatever Neil would say, that's how we would we would just kind of, <laughs> we would just well, repeat what we heard the adult world say, basically, isn't it? I, I
3: I tried to help in the best ways
2: possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I want to ask now is kind of like. Favourite moments or favourite episodes. What I want to do first is name three episodes that stick out for me. I've got one from each era of the show, so if I mention them and then you can talk about your memories or whatever. So, um, the one that I remember the most with John is um, the one that was filmed at Merry Hill in the Sainsbury's because that's not far from where I live, so and I've been there many times, so I, it's not there anymore. Merry Hill is, but that Sainsbury's <coughs> is now a next, it got knocked down. Jack, I'll tell you something <laughs> about that
1: episode Go on. so we've we're talking about robin's face being in it yeah if you see in the trolley when rose is in the trolley there's my face surrounded by pasta egg <laughs> you can see my face i mean it's literally like there's a bl- who's that in there you, <laughs> in the, you can see my face in the trolley
2: so you actually got into a shopping cart rebecca
1: then bob made it do you remember he customized it so I like don't lay in the trolley that said so the back was cut out so my legs could go over it. It was all on that movable thing, so even Derek was on the end of it. You were pushing it, your hands <laughs> were stuck to the what's it, weren't eh? they? And it was like your POV of like and us getting stuff from the off the shelves.
2: The, the places we went I mean, we got into the luggage compartment of a light aircraft and. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca and I have been in very small spaces together. <laughs> anyway. Um
0: the uh, the episode <laughs> I remember the best with um Pat and I remember talking to Rebecca about this when I interviewed her a couple of years ago, and I know that this doesn't bring back the greatest memories, but it was the Christmas light switch on episode at Stratford. Oh. I like that one. Yeah.
1: That's, that's
2: good. <laughs> yes. That I think I can't because I turned them on with Tots TV as well. The was. were yeah. There was one wonderful re- realization we had, where we realized it probably wasn't a good idea to to do a live event with a huge crowd of people and try and make a TV show at the same time, because they have, because <laughs> the crowd doesn't really like waiting around, and the show <laughs> needs to kind of be right. So anyway, I I've forgotten if it was the did we actually shoot? Yeah, we did, didn't we? With Rose and Jim, we actually turned the lights on. Do you know what? I
1: don't remember. I remember turning the lights on at Stratford. But I remember it more because that was the night my flat was burgled.
2: <gasps>
1: While wow. I was there, I've been oh, I'm sorry. And that's not darling, it was all right. They just rifled through my knicker drawer and nicked my, my video recorder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if you're listening, guys, you want it back. <laughs> I want
1: that video recorder back.
3: As as you can tell, Jack, their their memories are, you know, they're not very good, are they? they, they that's what we had to put up with in the show all the time. You know, they'd never remember their lines, so they just made up their own. Uh, that's fine.
2: <laughs> that was the nice thing, is I mean we we could actually tape all our lines up next to us, whereas Neil had to remember his. Yeah.
0: The uh, the episode with Neil that I remember best and I like is the music party episode where all the different musicians come down and perform on the on the bank by the boat for Neil's birthday. Love that episode.
1: Yeah, that
3: yeah. Was but, there was um, <laughs> I actually uh, wrote uh, Penny Lane got me to write a song for it, which uh, Anne would absolutely hated. She hated the song, and so it. Um, I helped my friend Andrew, who was the um, you know he did all the incidental music, and I went to him and said, Yeah, you know, Wood doesn't like this song. And together, we sort of uh, cobbled together another song, and um, it was sort of wait a minute if I can do it. Uh, feel like singing a song today. Uh, where is it? Feel like singing a song today. Everybody singing in the band to play i meet somebody along the way and we'll all sing along
0: together.
3: and that's um i started off with the concertina and then loads of people came in the one man band i can't remember his name but he was a nice fella he came in and the school children from the band came in and we had um bongo groups and we had a choir and then the 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 children's um band brass band came in on another boat as well so it was um <laughs> i can remember um it was quite a thing to get together and nigel was the uh, director of that
2: penny was the producer right penny started off as a as a design assistant and then became the producer of the show, if I remember. Yeah. Any length. yeah. yeah. Yep.
3: And um, anyway, it, at one point in that, um, that show, I had to go, this is the best birthday I've ever had. And apparently, Nigel, it made him cry. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> he cried because it had been such a tremendous thing to pull together. I mean, all those disparate, <laughs> You know, groups of people, and somehow or other, yeah, with Penny's abilities, Penny Penny Lane was brilliant, wasn't she? And um, she you is. know, it, and still is. She yes, yeah, she's still <laughs> making stuff, isn't she? And um, so, yeah, that was uh, an amazing program, and people still talk to me about that program as well.
2: It's. It's funny because I, I generally, when I think of those shows, all I think of is all the things it took to make it happen rather than, you know, what it actually looked like on the screen. So, yeah. you know, all the hours and hours of meetings. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and whether it was all going to come together because, you, you know, you can have an idea but whether it will actually work or not is,
1: mm-hmm. it's like,
2: it's terrifying when you're spending all that money and all those people's hours yeah. and hours of work, you know. So, so Yeah. <laughs> good stuff so what was
1: your favorite episode robin
2: my favorite episode oh my goodness uh i actually really liked that one washing day <laughs> yeah <laughs> well rosie and jim ended up on the washing line and and things. i can't quite remember remember what yeah, happened that was that...
1: funny I liked, I liked um things like big ben i like just I because know. it was so like weird to be right up in the Tower of, you know, in, in, in Big Ben and the Tower of London, you know, do it pressing the button and things, stuff like that. That you go, no one else gets to do this in their lives. And we I remember
3: the that open Tower Bridge, didn't we? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, in the Big Ben series, you were the first person. I was the second person to get to Big Ben. You ran up those steps, um, uh, there were hundreds of them. And it was um, Just
1: amazing! It was uh, unbelievable going up there.
3: And we were there when it <laughs> joined. We were actually yeah, yeah there when loud. It was. <laughs> we were ne- We were next to the bell. How
2: come we can all still hear
3: anything? Well, it was, it's probably what has affected our our memories, you know. Anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but, oh, but
3: the good. poor people that had to bring all the equipment up those stairs and then take them all the way down again—that was—I um, I, I doubt if. They probably see it from a different point of view, but I I loved all all the programmes. I, re, I really liked the Lazy Day uh, for me because I was able to play a guitar. And there was the the other one where I could play electric guitar. You'd rigged it up in a studio. I really liked the one with um, when my mum came. And I it would have just been the the icing on the cake if you forgive me saying so. If it if we actually used my mum uh, to do, do it because i we... practiced. Did we ask? Would, you to- no, it was you. You said to me, "Would your mum do it?" And I practiced that song with her so that we could do it. But the director that was go- of the of the show wanted an imposing personality, a big personality, and my mum was only little. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but in that instance, it would have been really nice to have my little mum.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's just- Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm also no, sorry. Right.
1: Robin, write an episode. <laughs> right
2: now. <laughs> <We> should...
3: <laughs> my, my mom did do some uh, amateur acting when she was younger, so she would have absolutely loved doing it.
2: Yeah, I can but... see her doing it. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Oh, well. Never mind.
3: All the programs had good. I mean, what about bike? I really loved doing bike. I was doing wheelers on it and stuff. That was uh, a great programme too. Loads of, there's re- so many. I don't,
2: don't remember, remember the bicycle.
3: Episode? Becky, you got me into trouble because you gave me some chewing gum. And it was uh, it was one of those um I was cycling toward the camera and Derek said, You're chewing gum, aren't you? And you were always chewing gum, remember? I and was. he'd say to it's the sound man would say, You're chewing gum. Take your take your chewing gum out remember?
1: Could have said no, Neil. <laughs> you had a choice, my darling. You're such a bad influence. I, was, <laughs> I, was I know. In you see, most... something's never changed. I think look, we're all pretty much the same as we were then, aren't we? Just with totally. a few more grey
2: started about the place. The yeah, I
3: don't. I don't have any hair at all now.
2: <laughs> I think the most amazing thing about Rose and Jim was the team, wasn't it? I mean, yeah. we did 11 years, pretty much. I mean, I know people came mm. and went, but. There was a core team of people that were there for eleven years, and yeah. you know we used to get together what for three months a year or yeah. two months a year, just doing, and there was just this amazing floating family because we had a support boat where we would all yeah. eat our breakfast, and Jeff would be really delighted to make us all eggs every morning, and
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> he didn't like doing that, did he? No,
1: it was great. I mean, just it was so great for so many reasons. Doing, you know, doing it and being part of it. I mean. You know, I'm still in touch with Penny, as you know, Lizzie, Jenny, I'm still in touch with, it. it's just, you know, it was friendships were formed, weren't they? a
3: fantastic opportunity mm. and um, I, I always, I, you know, when I was on the back of the boat and we'd be uh, going to a destination along uh, the canal um, and it was so peaceful and, it, you know, you, uh, it was the best job in the world, really, <laughs> at that point yeah. in time uh yeah. the and and they paid they paid us for doing it you know <laughs> although i got paid in in cake and uh, <laughs> orange juice and stuff like that um, but you know it was um, a fantastic time I've, I've got lovely really lovely memories of it all as you say all the people um were were lovely and did the jobs as best they could and um yeah love to do it all over again really
1: oh good stuff Mm -hmm. good stuff Uh, well you know
3: it's the only time that you two weren't singing it when just then because on the show I never sang that on the show. You two always sang it.
2: Nothing to do with did me. You?
3: Yes, I wasn't you even, two. I, did, I was Jack, just cleaning the box. They don't remember anything.
2: <laughs> I don't. I,
3: I. They're on amphetamines, or I don't know. <laughs> but you know,
2: Alison who was a design assistant, was telling us um, how picky we were about how the hats went up. Apparently, there were all these different kinds of hatch. There was the slow creep and yeah. the- <laughs> she was pushing on this handle, making it all go up and down. And sometimes it would pop up and sometimes it would, you know, yeah. I didn't, I'd forgotten there were all these different types of <laughs> uh, hatch operation.
0: <laughs> um, when I was a kid, every summer, my parents would take me to Stratford to go to the shop and um, the ragdoll shop. It's not there anymore. However, um, as a tribute, because uh, it's now an opticians, there's still a picture of Rosie and Jim in the upstairs uh, window. In the
1: upstairs window,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> that shop, that, the idea to have that shop was inspired. And, it, and just, uh, Ragdoll always looked after the children. That's been their, you know, their focus is what can we do. And they had the letterboxes inside that you could post to Tots, or you could post to Rosie and Jim, or any of the other things, Brum. They did. Yep. It was just such a lovely place to be. I mean
2: um, actually, we have more visitors coming there than the strap than the Shakespeare Center did at one point.
1: Shakespeare too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I've not been that interested in visiting since the shot went. If I want it even though I'm 27 <laughs> now, yeah. I still every time I've gone there, I'm like, it's just
2: not the same. There's just nothing. Yeah. There's nothing here. It's not just to all Shakespeare. Do
1: about nothing, I think.
2: Yeah, we we, we couldn't believe how dis how you know children are pretty strong. We built all those all those things out of aeroplane type strength materials, mm. but they would still break all those <laughs> things. It were, the actual maintenance job on keeping that place up and running was a lot harder than you mm. would think. Mm. Yeah.
0: I remember going there one time and the actual ragdoll boat was there moored up and I remember peering into the window and I, I do believe Rosie and Jim were sat on the on the sofa. It was just, you know, resting in between filming, I suppose, I, I guess. Yeah, I remember that as well. But unfortunately, because it was before the days of camera phones, I don't have a picture of it, sadly. But there we go.
2: It was still nice.
1: You see, that, that was a nice episode when we did Butterflies at that butterfly place in Stratford and all those huge, big butterflies just landing on us. Do you remember oh. that,
2: Do you remember that? Yeah.
1: That was weird. <laughs> well lovely.
2: Yeah, good stuff, good stuff.
1: Oh, it's all coming flooding back now.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what are you all up to now, then, all these years later?
3: <laughs> well, I, I'm playing in... Um... <laughs> I'm still uh, I, I was a one-man band uh, going out under the name of Tsar! and in the last year obviously there has been no live work at all but um, I have done some uh, live work uh, outdoors when the weather's permitting I do I do play outdoors still so I'm still uh, an active musician I haven't I'm, I haven't retired um, I still love playing um, so that's what I do
1: I love that you should never retire when you love something it's it then doesn't
3: feel like a job does it yes well it, it would never was a job to me and uh, yeah. i never yeah. i never made money from it either <laughs> 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 just just sort of uh, rattled along the bottom in any case um yeah i love i love doing it so i i don't while i'm physically capable i still you know i still have my voice and i can still play the guitar so i carry on doing it
1: i love that i'm still puppeteering a bit Um i'm doing a comedy for netflix uh that's and i'm looking after two teenage boys which is just hideous quite Mm. frankly
2: a lot of work
3: (laughs) you're a mummy
1: i'm a mum. yeah
3: and robin you're in the
2: alcohol business aren't you Yeah, I own a cider company. I love that. Which seems like the natural progression after making children's television shows. What you should do is buy an alcohol company, right? (laughs) That's what I do. Can you send us some
1: of your cider?
2: I will. I'll send you some.
1: (laughs) I love that.
2: And you're out in (gasps) America now as well. No hard cider. Yeah. Ah,
0: wonderful. Well, thank you, all three of you, for taking part today and sharing your memories.
1: Most nice well, of your you, Jack. Faces, everybody. No yes. problem.
0: I do have one last request before you go. Rebecca and Robin, can you still do the voices?
2: <laughs> Rosie and Jim. Rosie and Jim. <laughs> and then that's uh,
1: the
2: insider. <laughs> Not <to laughs> I, I it. I like Because it. <laughs> it makes me feel funny.
0: <laughs> it's funny actually how many people don't know That re- that Jim and Tom And Pob are all the same person I go listen to the voices, it's the same voice
2: <laughs> Tilly, and tie, no? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're nothing like each other <laughs> <laughs> Pob was a very bad idea Because it hurt my throat Oh dear. Before you go,
3: Robin, congratulations on Mm -hmm. being, you know, getting married. And I hope you're very happy.
2: Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, it was, um, we appreciated all the happy thoughts coming, everyone's from everybody.
3: Yeah, that's great. Lovely to see you too,
2: Rebecca.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you too, my darling. Bye.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Bye, everyone. A huge thank you to Rebecca, Robin and Neil there for that fantastic chat. Well, that's it for this episode. I'd just like to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I'll be back towards the end of January after a short break with some more podcasts as Series 4 continues. Until then, I'll see you soon.